Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Rick Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. But got a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. How are you? Yeah. I'm 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 better than I have been. Uh, I I uh, it's been a rough like few weeks, but I'm I'm getting I'm coming out of the the darkness there. Um, but guys, today this the, today's episode is not going to be super fun because <laughs> we're going to have some discussions that some of you may not want to hear. Um, we have a guest today, uh, Josh. If you'd like to introduce our guest, yeah, I'm very happy to. Uh, bring on a friend of mine, uh, Dante from Nerd Rage Radio. Uh, those familiar with the Cool Table Network of podcasts have probably heard him on Nerd Rage before. He's affectionately referred to as Dante the Destroyer. <laughs> but uh, Dante, uh, welcome. Uh, thank you for uh, agreeing to appear on All Queued Up today. Uh, very excited and happy to have you on. Thank you for having me on again. This is, um, yeah, as soon as you messaged me, it it, it wasn't even, you know, an, a question of yes or no. It was really a matter of how can I free my schedule up? Yeah. Awesome. awesome. We, we greatly appreciate it. And it's like everything just came together perfectly because this is our regular recording time. So Yeah, exactly. Um, it was outstanding that it worked out that way. Uh yeah, Josh and I were kind of having a discussion. Uh, I think it was last night or the night before about about uh, wanting to have the discussion about what's going on in the world right now with uh, Black Lives Matter and the protests and whatnot. And uh, I had been told countless times that it's not up to black people to tell white people what what is what is and what isn't racist. White people need to have that conversation with white people. And I, I thought of that sorry, from that. I'm gonna step away for a second. I'm sorry. No worries. No, you're fine. Um, and, uh, um, and so I didn't, what I didn't want to do was pull a, uh, uh, if you've seen the movie, get out, there's a moment in the movie that I've known about for a long time. I, before even watching the movie where the, uh, the dad says to the, uh, the main character, like, um, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could have. This is classic. Mm-hmm. This is classic. Like, uh, um, like I have a black friend. I'm allowed to say this sort of attitude. Yeah, yeah. And I did. I didn't want this to be that. So what we want today is what what I had planned originally was to to have this discussion with Josh and talk about what we as white people can do to help to be allies. But Josh had a great idea. Let's get a friend on here who knows what it what it's like, who knows the experience. And so that's why we brought Dante on, who has walked away from his mic at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he had to step away briefly. Um, that, that, that's okay. We'll just, we can pause for a sec. So, yeah, we, uh, 
today's conversation is going to be about what's going on in the world today. Um, it, it, it needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed. And uh, Josh and I were having a discussion before we, like it was like Monday night, we were sitting there because we record this on Wednesdays to um, ruin the illusion, I guess. Uh, we, uh, we were discussing on Monday night if we should um, talk about this or not, because I wanted to, and I know that Josh wanted to, and but Josh made a good point. Like maybe two guys, two white guys talking about this issue isn't, what we need and we need we need a third voice that maybe can shine some some more insight as to what's going on um and uh that that and just you know help us understand how help us understand how better we can help from our side of things exactly perspective how we can help educate people and you know, I messaged Dante and he was like, absolutely. So here we are. Um, yeah. So I don't have anything structured or outlined. Um, you know, I do have a couple of sites pulled up in ways that we can help and we'll get to those, but, um, Dante, from your perspective, what's your best advice for people like, Greg and myself, and uh, like Sam, you mentioned earlier, how best can we help to put an end to, to do our part to put an end to racism, to help educate people on what the Black Lives Matter movement is all about? Um, I mean, from... What I've seen, uh, more so, you know, within my circle of friends, um, you all being included in that, um, you're doing the damn thing. You know, you're you're, you're being aware. Um, you're you're listening, and I, I think that's you understanding and listening. I, I think that's an important thing for everyone on on all sides, you know, uh, of the playing field, to do is to understand, you know, the look outside of yourself because you know again when you get somebody saying um all lives matter that that you know clearly you know goes counter to basically black lives matter because it's like well if all lives mattered you know to karen you know then why why are you not speaking up you know on black issues you know and and I think that there's a there's another weird thing out there though too that's going on um, that I've been seeing and you know there's a lot of stuff going on about you know if, if you're silent you know you're you're compliant I look I don't speak for the you know the entire black delegation but I I, I kind of disagree with that my wife she she's sitting silent she's white she she's not compliant to anything. So, you know, sometimes there are so many voices. There, there is such a thing as too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, you know, start stumbling over each other and repeat it. And, and I've seen people, you know, who are allies with each other arguing over the same thing, you know. So um, I, I think I, I think an important thing to to do in all of this is to be aware and to listen. Uh, the big thing with the awareness is trying to understand uh, you know, put yourself in their shoes. There's the movie A Time to Kill with um, Sam Jackson and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, the movie is old as hell, so I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. If y'all haven't seen it, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think it w- came out, what, 96? Sometime around 96, 97. Um, yeah, in that, yeah. In that range. I think the two-week policy is safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Sam Jackson's daughter was raped by two, two racists. They got off on a technicality. He took the law into his own hands. He mm-hmm. shot shot them. Uh, and then he was on trial for murder uh, in, in Mississippi. Matthew McConaughey was his lawyer. And, you know, you know, you go through all of this and, you know, they're trying to plead insanity. They're trying to, you know, find ways to get him out of this out of this pickle. Then at the end, you know, when McConaughey is given his final, um, I don't know, you know, lawyer closing arguments. That's perfect. That that sounds right. <laughs> um, when he's given his closing arguments, he you know he tells jury close your eyes and he tells a story, and you know it, it's this this long drawn out story about you know a child being beaten and attacked and raped, and it's you know the jury's all white just about. I'm pretty sure it's all white, and you know as he finishes the story, he says, "Now imagine that little girl is white," and you know. Because it's a movie, it all ends, you know, perfectly, and he, he's found not guilty. Da, da, da. But that's that's one of those things that, you know, when people are saying all lives matter, and when people, um, are, are saying, you know, it's not that big a deal. Why are they burning things? Why are they looting? And don't get me wrong, I think you know that's that's a whole other thing in itself. But it's like you got to put yourself in those shoes. If, if they were just nonstop pulling over, you know, white kids and, and shooting them and, and kneeling on their neck and choking them unconscious. If they, if they were doing things like this to, you know, the white community, you know, it, it wouldn't be a, a matter of, you know, just, you know, oh, well, you know, all lives matter. Like, no, there'd be outrage. There'd, yeah. there'd be an uproar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's what people have to understand. You know, it, it's not just saying, oh, well, Let's only worry about, you know, black people all the time. No, it's not that. It's like right now we are being, you know, for lack of a better term, hunted. And in, yeah. in you know, that, that, that's got to stop, dude. I like it. Um, there was a, uh, there was a, there's been a thing circulating about uh, from All Lives Matter people of a statistic that more white people are killed by cops than black people. Uh, the problem is, is that when you look at those numbers and you see that, yes, there are technically more white people killed than cops. You're not looking at the population. Yeah. If you look, you know, like in most areas, it's five white people to one black person. Um, but if the numbers of ba- killed black people by cops are that close to white people, there's clearly a problem. And if you yeah, yeah it's, it kills me that people don't see that. They they don't understand how percentages work, you know, and no, it's no. been the whole same thing with, you know, before everything happened uh, since the events of last Monday with the murder of George Floyd, no. um, the with the coronavirus, you know, oh, it's a 99% survival rate. No, it's not. Look at the percentages of actual legitimate confirmed versus death you have to look at the percentages and not the population as a whole 
you know, same people don't understand how to supply, uh, apply statistics and percentages. And the problem that a lot of people see is they see this as, well, there's another statistic. No, these and, and, are people. Yeah. I was gonna say these again, are and, people. And correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, I'm going to listen to how people feel versus what statistics say any day of the week. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's called having compassion for your fellow man. We don't have to agree on everything politically, but one thing we have to agree on that, you know, we have to care for each other because if we don't, this is just going to keep happening and keep happening and well, we can't allow it to happen anymore. I was going to make it, I was going to make a joke and say, there's one person that I definitely don't care about if anything happens to them and that's our president. But you know, that's besides yeah. the point. Well, you know, I don't give a shit about <laughs> the Mandarin Mussolini. He can fuck all the way the hell entirely completely off. Um, yeah, that that's, that's a new term I heard last night. The Mandarin Mussolini. There's also a golf. There's also a golf Twitler. And uh, Tangerine Palpatine. So feel free to use those. Oh, I didn't come up with them either. In my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think another thing that um, gets kind of lost in the translation of it all, too, is that this isn't necessarily a black versus white thing. It's a power thing. Yes. Um, it's it's police abusing their power. Not all police, but there there there's some some rough ones out there. Um, mm -hmm. And my wife and I were just actually having this discussion um, while I was waiting for the tow truck to get my car. Because um, on Facebook, there's a, a thing going around right now. You know, people are saying, uh, "How old were you? How old were you when you first had a gun pulled on you by a police officer?" Um, and my wife asked me, she was like, have you ever had a cop pull a gun on you? I was like, absolutely not. Um, I've been lucky. I've been lucky in all my encounters. I've been pulled over a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm dumb. I do dumb stuff. Um, there are times where I should have been locked up. They're like, I, I got pulled over for a DUI. I clearly should have been beaten that night. But the cop was cool. Uh, so I was cracking jokes. And, you know, any of these other knuckleheads in Minneapolis or you know, Atlanta or wherever probably would have shot me dead right there for, you know, making a, a silly joke um, about dry humping. Um, but this cop, he laughed and, you know, took me in and, and that was it. Um, but I, I did tell my wife there was an incident that I had with the cop. Um, I, I, I've had an incident with the backup cop. He yelled at me trying to growl me up. I, I didn't take the bait. Um, that gentleman was white. Um, and I had a black police officer pull me over and he, he wasn't aggressive, but, you know, he played this game of, you know, again, flaunting his power. You know, I was mm -hmm. getting a ticket and he goes, uh, the license had been changed here in Maryland and my name has an accent mark in it. And mm -hmm. on the old license, there was an accent mark and I hadn't been updated yet. And then a new system, you're, there's no accent marks anymore. They, they did away with them. So he couldn't find me in the system. And, you know, I remember saying to him, well, you know, it, it's clear that I have a license. It, it's not fake. You know, it's Maryland State issued. Da, da, da. Um, he knew what was going on. He explained it to me. And it's like, OK, well, all right. Why are we having this conversation? You know, you're, you're, you're like trying to make it sound like I'm doing something illegal, you know, outside of speed. And um, then he goes, well, I could hurt you real bad right now. I could give you a five hundred dollar ticket. 
but I'm not. And and that, that pissed me off because it's like, it, you know, don't don't do that. If yeah. you're gonna give me the ticket, give me the ticket. Don't make it seem like you're doing me any favors. I'm not gonna say to myself years later, Officer Jenkins, you know, did me a real solid. And I'm all, only thing that I'm gonna remember is like that dickhead, you know, was trying to flex as if you know he was helping me out when he really wasn't. He was just trying to make himself seem important. And I think yeah. that's a big issue we have right now is people are looking at this as a black and white thing, and and it's less about black and white and more about you know people abusing their power um, in their in their position. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. seen a lot of, uh, you know, I've been on Twitter a lot because I find that Twitter right now at least is a great place to be exposed to what is happening on the ground. People are recording videos and uploading them and tons of people are sharing them. And um, a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing uh, isn't just towards black people. There's some awful stuff like uh, there was a situation in, in uh, New York during the protests where four cops ran up to a random car that had done nothing wrong and it had a, a black woman and a black man in it and they started demanding that they get out of the car um, to the point where they started using two different taser guns on the one dude. Um, they, all four of those cops have been arrested at this point. Um, yeah. But uh, that is exactly like an issue. But I've also seen situations where a man was a white guy with a backpack. He was walking to his car and he happened to be walking like across the street behind a couple cops. And this one cop just for no reason turns around and grabs the dude by the backpack and starts dragging him to the car. He was in, he was in, um, uh, what do you want to call that? I don't want to say there's a word that I'm missing there, but he was locked up for 14 hours. Oh, and he was in a holding cell. Just holding cell. Essentially. Jeez, yeah. yeah. I was going to say he was in holding is what I was trying to say, but my brain's like, no, no, not that word. Um, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Dante. That's what I was getting at was that it's when you see the power that these officers are trying to utilize right now, none of them are trained for SWAT yet. They all have SWAT gear. Um, they are using this, this strong arm power because they know that they can right now. Um, but what also kills me is that, when morons were protesting a virus and bringing like loaded guns to the state capitol, what were these officers doing? Standing there calmly and letting these tactical timmies scream in their faces and throw their little tantrums. But yet peaceful protesters, they're inciting them. Yeah, that's. It's it's infuriating. It's frustrating to see, and it's not happening everywhere. I'm fortunate to live in an area where it's not happening in that manner. All the protests around me have been very peaceful, and the police have been there, and you know the cops have even participated in in a fashion, you know, and just maintaining peace and standing together and showing solidarity you know uh i'm fortunate that i live in an area like that and not everybody is right exactly i was my my brother he lives in uh, sacramento where there's been a lot of a lot of stuff going on and um i live in a smaller city slash town 20 minutes away and um there was there's there's been protesters on like a main thoroughfare uh and um but there's only like maybe a handful of them, like 15 tops. 
But if you look at, you know, Sacramento, it's no different than most of the major cities right now. It's a huge number of people like there is in L.A. and San Francisco and Minneapolis and New York and yada, yada. Yeah, yada, yeah. So you're forth. getting you're getting thousands. Um, and it's like it's like Dante said, like if you if you look at the people, if you look at who's there, it's absolutely not a white versus black situation, because if it were. If it were that, then most of the protesters wouldn't be white. Yeah. Look at look at the headcounts. Like look at big crowds. Look at the fists that are up. It's five to one white people to black people. Not just because of the population, because people are finally starting to understand and get behind it, you know. Um and, and that's what that's what kills me is it took so long for people to start standing and start getting behind it when, you know, it never should have, never should have gotten to this point. No, I, I said to dad, I said to my dad, uh, around the time, do you remember the, um, you might not have heard about it, but there was a situation here in, in, uh, Sacramento. I've actually delivered to the area where the man was shot. Um, it was this guy walking around at night, black guy who, uh, he wasn't doing anything wrong or illegal or anything like that. He just happened to be quote unquote suspicious. And um, he ran into his backyard because he was trying to get out of the cop's sight. And um, they chased him into his backyard and told him to get down to which he like went to pull out his phone and uh, two of the officers oh, yeah. like shot him up, killed him. Yeah. And this uh, was on his own property in his backyard. This was yep. what about two summers ago? Yeah, I want to say, yeah, give or take. I remember, I remember hearing about that. Uh, I remember saying around the time the outrage for that was not as big as I thought it was going to be, and I said I, I got pissed. I was, I was, I was infuriated by it. And Dad's like, "Calm down." I'm like, "No, I'm not calming down." Um, but I said, I said the thing that sucks, Dad, is that if his death isn't what is the straw that breaks the camel's back some other unfortunate soul is going to be that straw. Yeah. And unfortunately George Floyd had to be that straw for people to finally do something. Um, there was, um, there's the incident in uh, Louisville. Um, Brianna Taylor. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend um, up in Salem, Indiana, not too far from there. Uh, she was posting a lot about that um and and right now you know they're they're you know protesting in louisville she's been taking supplies out um out you know to people and someone actually commented on her post on facebook because she was you know saying hey i'm making a supply run if anybody you know has anything to donate you know you know please reach out um and someone commented um i can't believe you know you're you're supporting and encouraging the looters and rioters out there. And th that's another issue too that we're having. And, and I'm not sure where, th where this line uh, is because again, I, I, race is clearly an issue in this country um, for whatever reason it, it is. Um, and you know, the only people that I'm really seeing, you know, make those comments are, you know, white, white people. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. You know, and, and the thing that, that's getting me is like, you are clearly, you know, you know, that individual, you are clearly ignoring the difference between a, a peaceful protester 
and a looter. And, and not only that, th there's a, a guy um, I follow on Instagram. Uh, his name's Pizza Jitsu. Um, I was following his Insta story yesterday, and he he's up in New York, and you know he he's following around with the with this camera phone, and and you know pointing out like, look, this group is peaceful here, but if you take a look at this guy here in this crowd, he's trying to rile them up. You know, he's trying to, you know, he, he didn't get their attention. So he went off somewhere else. He found another group, got them riled up and they started, you know, causing chaos. You know, then mm -hmm. you know, he, he'd highlight, you know, um, you know, other little odd things that you know, it's like there are peaceful people trying to do what, you know, they need to do peacefully. And, you know, whether there's people being, you know, implanted into the groups to try to rile them up. Or, you know, if they're just people that are, you know, they're like when in Baltimore in, in uh, 2015, when the riots broke out here because of uh, the death of Freddie Gray, uh, mm -hmm. there are people rioting that weren't even from Baltimore. They're they just, you know, yeah. visiting or yeah. whatever. I don't know. But there, there are people that weren't Baltimore citizens rioting, not Maryland, not even Maryland citizens that are rioting and, and given a bad look um, on a situation. And I, I think people we're all intelligent enough to understand the difference between oh look at that these people are over here peacefully you know holding their signs and and, and you know speaking versus these people over here breaking down you know best buy and and ripping things out you know you got girls in there robbing sephora um you know for some eyeliner i guess i don't know Oh, <laughs> um, uh, you got to get that looting fucking uh, eyeliner down on. You know, you got to get that look down, man. I so. mean, you got to loot it and then you know put it on right then and there, and then go out on that date later on. Um, mm -hmm. But it's th there's just this weird divide that people are choosing to put themselves um, on on one side or the other um, when it comes to. Uh, again, you know, Black Lives Matter and even Blue Lives Matter. Um, and, and, you know, I, I know several cops and they're, they're mm -hmm. you know, all great dudes. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't begrudge any police officer. Like I said, my experiences have all been positive except for a couple. Um, so, you know, when it comes to this thing of like, oh, well, police are bad. I, you know, clearly I disagree. And, you know, I think lots of people disagree. But I think. Yeah. You know, you get people who are in the all lives matter, you know, pocket and they say, oh, well, you know, it's it's, it's a hard job. And it's, you know, I, I want that cop to go home safely, you know, to his family. And, yeah, so do I. I we all want everybody to get home safely. But also, wants deaths. <laughs> yeah, you know, if that cop doesn't, you know, if, if the crooked cop or the bad cop doesn't put his hands on someone unnecessarily, then that shouldn't be an issue. Everyone should get home safely. And I understand there is a level of concern, you know, when you don't know if somebody's standing there with their hands in their pocket, yeah, you got to be on edge. Or, you know, I, I saw a video, uh, one of my teammates, he posted, um, and this guy never posts anything. He posts this video. There's a, uh, a gentleman who's black. Uh, you see the police run up on him. He puts his hands on his head immediately. One officer comes over and pats him down. Second officer comes right up and boots him right in the back. Jesus. Um, the guy reacts, you know, as anyone would or should. You, if you kick me, I'm going to turn around ready to swing because who are you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, his, his uh, female counterpart, you know, she's in the car. She's recording. She's going to jump out the car. 
And then another cop comes over and like grabs her and says, nope, nope, man, we have a warrant for his arrest. He, he's not being compliant right now. You know, at this point, he's being tackled to the ground. It was like, he's not being compliant. You, you kicked him in his back. I'm not going to be compliant either if you kick me in the back for no reason. So, yeah, you know, that is clear instigation <laughs> wanting to elicit a reaction when he had already placed his hands on his head. Yeah. You know? I, and this is the kind of power that we're speaking out against. Exactly. It, it, it's. It's not like, you know, again, when, when NWA, you know, recorded Fuck the Police and, and Ice-T Ice recorded, you know, Cop Killer. Cop Granted, Killer. And you, you know, you're in the 80s, you know, you, you know you're in, in, in South Central L.A. You know, this, this is a different time. And, and again, this is more so in response to abuse of power. It's not about, you know, you know, fuck all the police. But, yeah. you know, at, at that time, especially, you know, there, there was a, you know, a clouded vision, too, because it's like, well, Fuck them all. I, 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 I get that. But um, um, on that note, uh, Leslie Jones, she had a five minute thing on Twitter and she said uh, that in, in 1992, she was 22 years old, um, which puts her at like 54 now. Um, yeah, she's a lot older than she looks. She's yeah. very young looking for 54. Um, but she uh, she said, like, well, I was 22 in 1992 during the Rodney King riots. And our attitude was. If we can't have nothing, y'all can't have nothing. And she took a sledgehammer to a bunch of shit, and she was she was there. And she's like, there's still parts of LA that are fucked up. And she goes, but the, here's the thing, guys. Um, that didn't really do anything for us. What did something for us was voting. So. Yeah. 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 Um, Sorry to there's... further what you were saying. <laughs> No, um, it's funny because just ironically, my wife and I have been planning to watch Malcolm X uh, the past few weeks. And we finally sat down the last two nights to watch because it's fucking three and a half hour long movie. Yeah. Long movie. Oh, the the biopic with Denzel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, man. I love that movie. The yeah. Movie, I believe. Yeah. After actually watching it, because I had never seen it. Uh, I mean, because it came out when I was a kid. And I was like three and a half hours. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Find me out. I'll uh, take a cartoon. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was like, y'all got some more that all dogs go to heaven. Like, <laughs> um, so, you know, we watched that and, you know, kind of as that movie went on, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, that shit is still semi-relatable to today. And even just thinking about, you know, how he was kind of carrying things initially and then how he kind of, you know, changed a little bit towards the end. You know, mm -hmm. being more about, look, we got to do this in a peaceful manner. Look, we can all work together. We all have to work together. But first, you know, you know, he was basically saying, you know, the black man can't work with the white man until the black man can work, you know, with the black man, you know, and then yeah. we can work, you know, together. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that want to vilify him and say, oh, no, he, you know, he was an extremist. He was a terrorist. You know, he was he was a bad guy. And it's like, I mean, if, if that movie's any indication um, of, of his character, I would say, no, nah, man, he was just trying to, it, it's like, it's like if I, if I got a kid that, that misbehaves and I'm taking responsibility for that. And I know my kid can't get along with other kids. Like, look, let me get my kid together first make sure my kid can get together, get, get along with the kids in this house before we mm -hmm. go out to the playground, um, and play with other kids. So, yeah. um, I want to make sure my kid's not a biter before he goes out there. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, um, where we're still at that point now, though, where, you know, we have people that on both sides of the fence that don't that, again, choose not to get along with others. 
yeah, um, right. that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, speaking about Malcolm X, I remember reading his uh, autobiography when I was a junior in high school. <clears throat> um, by personal choice, I just wanted to read it. You know, I was, yeah. I was, I was that white kid that wore Malcolm X t-shirts um, and Martin Luther King t-shirts. Um, you know, and my friends, I, I. All white school. I mean, this town's ninety nine point eight percent white, and up until I was a teenager, I was very isolated and didn't have any friends that weren't white. And then I made, I went to a summer camp and met one of, and to this day, he and I are still wonderful friends. I haven't seen him in a long time because he's active military now, and I don't get to talk to him, but. You know, Travis Clark, and, um, you know, he's one of my best friends. Love the guy to death. And his family, his cousins, uh, we all hung out together in high school. And, of course, you know, you, people call you, oh, you're one of those people. Like, what do you mean, mm -hmm. those people? Well, you know, the N-word lover. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, f I love my friends. And they are people, too. And, you know, I started at that age, you know, I didn't understand racism. And then I learned firsthand what it was. And then, of course, there is that ostracization um, that came with it. But I'm like, you know, you got to that hatred is taught. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hatred is taught. We just need to love each other, man. Uh, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, I don't, I am, I have learned not to judge someone based on their outward appearances. I have learned to judge people based on the character of their actions. Um, an asshole is an asshole. And ignorance comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors, but so does love. And we can teach that love, and that's what I'm all about, you know. Which I think uh, you're doing with Madison very well. Thank you. Uh, we we are, you know, Misty and I. We we absolutely want to prepare her in life, and we tell her it's like, look, the world out there is an ugly place at times, and there are going to be people that you encounter that are going to make you very sad. They're going to make you angry. Uh, there are also wonderful people out there that make life worth living. Um, and, dude, I'll tell you, man, I, I, I get up, I look at headlines, I see shit that makes me cry. Just headlines mm -hmm. or the pictures attached to them. It just makes me cry. I'm like, and it's like, God, I can't do this today. And then I see something that makes me angry. It was like, no. You know, I, I have been trying this my needs damnedest. to stop. <laughs> I've been trying my damnedest to to post or to share a lot of the positive stuff that's happening right now. Um, like uh, a young a young gentleman. Uh, I don't know where it was. I, I still don't know where, but the video has been shared a lot. But um, he's a young black guy and he, he takes a case of water to a bunch of cops standing in a location. And he says, he says, I know, I know you guys are just doing your job. I ain't mad at you. Um, and he makes a joke. He's like, don't look at me like that. Um, but he says, uh, I know you, I know you guys are thirsty. It's hot out here. So I want to bring you some water. 
Um, just know that most of us that he's like a majority of us are, are peaceful. We, we, uh, we don't want no harm to come to you guys, but we also don't want harm coming to us. You guys stay cool and we'll, you know, have a good one. And he, t- he takes off and they all say thank you. And I was like, that's nice. That's what's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, seeing things like that. That's great. You know, and like Dante was talking about a few moments ago, uh, his, his friend, taking supplies to people that are protesting. That's something that you can do. If you have it to spare and you know, there's a protest in your area, take people some water, you know, uh, things that can help. Cause Hey, weather's getting warm out there. I know it's going to be about 105 where you are today. You know, it's only in the eighties here, but you know, when people are out there for hours, which you know, I, I, it, the other day, um, I didn't want to make this like a big, like a big public thing, but, uh, Monday, um, was it Monday or Sunday? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, there was the, 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 the 15 or so protesters that were in that one location I was talking about. Um, they're out there in the sun. So I went and brought them a huge case of water. I don't, I don't know if our audience knows this. Um, but I'm, I'm a very fat guy, very fat guy. Um, I've had eating issues my whole life and, uh, um, I'm not in the best health. I'm, I'm working on it, but regardless, the point I'm getting at is that I get winded very easily. So when I was trying to find a parking spot to bring them the case of water, the only place I could find was a solid five minute walk just to where they were. So I'm carrying this giant thing of water for them. I get there, I drop it off and they're just like, thank you so much. Thank you. And I, I, what I was trying to say was like, Oh, you guys right here in the sun fighting the good fight. You guys uh, stay cool. And all I could get out was, take a water. I was like, no, it's free. I have water. The car's for you. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's great though. You know, it's just, this is what these are the things that I want to promote, you know, uh, solidarity, show support in whatever way you can speak out, but don't be malicious in your intent. Try to educate, um, you know, people are going to throw statistics back at you and say, this needs to happen or that needs to happen. Or, well, this is really a family issue because they're, you know, absent fathers from the situations. And that's why this, like, no, this is not, don't break it down to that. This is about police brutality. This is about black people being singled out. This is about black people not seeing their day in court. I don't care if any, I don't care if any of the people that have died at the hands of police in their custody or before taken into custody during custody, anything, I don't care what the reason was. What I care is they didn't get to see their day in court. They never had a chance. The cops don't get to be judge, jury, and executioner just because, Oh, they twitched. They're resisting. Put them down. Fuck that. It needs to stop. Uh, something something else I wanted to kind of touch upon um, and a point that I, there's a point that I want to prove here. Uh, I saw a thing going around on Twitter that was, um, and Dante kind of brought something up in the same vein earlier. Um, 
I don't remember if it was pre-recording or after, but uh, <clears throat> a lot of, like this guy asked, um, you know, like when was the first time you had a black teacher in school? When was the first time yada, yada, yada in, in, in terms of race? I thought about it and I was like, I've never had a black teacher. I, you know, thought about like the first time I ever experienced racism in a certain fashion. And um, uh, something I noticed, and, and again, I want to get your guys' perspective on the idea of like when, or not idea, but when was the first time you experienced racism? Because the point that I think a lot of people don't get is that nine times out of 10, a white person isn't going to experience racism like they're going to experience it way after somebody of color has to experience racism. And they're um, going to experience it in a different way too. Yeah. You like know. I was, I was 11 the first time I ever experienced it, but I see a lot of, a lot of black people just being like, Oh, this little girl called me the N word when I was in um, uh, kindergarten. Um, you know, like, Oh, I, I watched my, uh, my father get, you know, harassed by the cops and called the N word when I was four. And I'm just like, that's insane that it it's sorry it's unfathomable to me that people don't see that that's a that's a common issue so the reason that i brought this up is i wanted to ask both you guys when was the first time you experienced racism on a certain level um I'd take, well, take uh, <laughs> um well i mean i mentioned you know when i met when I first met someone else uh, that wasn't white, uh, my friend Travis yeah, at suburb camp, I was 12. And that's when I understood what racism was, seeing how other kids treated and talked to him. That was there at a camp for five days. I'm like, Jesus. He's like, this is what my life is, man. This is what I deal with on a daily basis, even though a lot of these kids at home, I go to school with them, and I hear that same stuff from them. I was like, that's awful, you know, and I understood then, you know, because, again, isolated area, small town, 1,400 people in this town. Um, it, I understood then that Jesus, is a, it's an ugly thing, um, but I'm sure Dante's experiences are much different. Uh, they have to be, of course. <laughs> Um, if you don't mind to talk about that from your perspective, Dante. Um, it, it is weird because um, I'm from Detroit originally. Um, I was in Detroit until I was about eight or nine. Uh, then I moved to Flint. Um, in Detroit, I was exposed to a lot of different things, um, but I can't recall off the top of my head racism being one of them. Now, again, I was much younger. So, you know, something might have happened and I just didn't acknowledge it. I, I'm pretty slow when it comes to things. You know, I'll, I'll realize something four years later, like, holy shit, she just called me a, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. as far as I know, you know, while I was in Detroit, I, I never um, encountered it. Now, when I got to Flint, there were, you know, a couple small instances where, again, I didn't think anything of it. It, it wasn't a big deal in my mind um, just because I didn't know that, uh, you know, I was a kid. I wasn't in school. You know, my mom, you know, we, we were squatters. So, you know, I wasn't going to school. I barely had a home, um, stuff like that. So once I got, uh, you know, moved to Flint, um, I remember some friends of mine, you know, we all went up, we're, you know, all black, you know, all black community. Uh, we go up to the, the corner store um, and 
you know, the gentleman behind the counter is um, Arab, or as, as we call them back then, Arabs, um, which I didn't realize until much later that, hey, you're not supposed to say it like that. That's kind of messed up. I was like, oh, my bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know things. Um, so, you know, we're in the store. Um, you know, they're all up front, you know, looking at the candy. I went around back to, you know, get a, um, you know, a cupcake. And I wear a colostomy bag. I've worn one since I was a very young age. And during that age while I was in Flint, you know, still the same. So I come from, you know, back behind the counter. And the, the guy from, you know, or from behind the, the thing and the guy from behind the counter runs up on me. Um, you know, and, and grabs me and starts patting me down, you know, saying, you know, I know you stole something. I know you stole something. And he yanked on my bag. Oh, um, no. Uh, and yeah, it, it was painful. Uh, once once he realized, like, you know, he was like, oh, shit, what is that? Um, but that, that was my first encounter. And the thing is, I, and it, I, I still question whether that was racism or if it was just, you know, right. you, you know, this guy trying to protect his store. Um like I, I think, like I said, like again, growing up, there is racism that I encountered, but it's just I, I don't know that I understood it at the time. Um, you know, when I really kind of acknowledged some stuff was again. I mean, I'm dating my wife. Um, you know, this is in 2000, and her parents weren't too keen on on me being me. Um, you know, that was you know one of my first like head on encounters, you know, they, you know, kicked her out of family and everything. Um, things have since been corrected. Um, but you know, for a very long time, you know, they, they weren't speaking to her at all. Um, because of me, um, I went to a Redskins game and there was a lady, I don't know where she was from. I think she was from Tennessee. Um, and you know, nice, nice white lady, she and her fiance, and they're talking about, you know, their goal is to see all the stadiums, uh, all the NFL stadiums. Um, and she was like, you know, the, the, the T Tennessee Titans stadium is so nice. Da, 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 da. You know, you should be careful, though. You'll probably get hung out there. But, in, in, you know, didn't miss a, didn't miss a beat. Jesus. And I, I just looked like, like what she said was completely normal and, and not yeah. weird at all. Yeah, and in in my in in my wife's uh, boss, she was a nanny at the time. You know, the the dad looked at me like, "Holy shit!" Did she just? And you know, she just kept rolling like like that shit was cool, and then bought us a beer. You know, so that but that I think that's one of those weird things though. Too again, people, it, it's just normal to them to say something like that, and then yeah. still think, "Okay, we're friends." Um, but you know, those are, you know, some of the direct encounters that I can think of off top that I've had with racism is, um, you know, there, there's been other little small things, you know, I, I, I used to be a preschool teacher. Um, so, um, you know, just the, the ideal of, you know, um, you know, a kid saying, you know, the first time I had a, a black teacher or even a male teacher, you know, at that point, um, you know, I was five, you know, that, that to me is a cool thing, but, um, I, I ran into a situation, um, even, you know, being a teacher where parents pulled their kids from my class and oh. it was like, wow. You know, the, the thing that hurt is that, you know, they yanked the kid, didn't say anything, just kind of moved on. I had one parent, um, she pulled her daughter and she explained like the class was majority boys. And she has two older brothers at home and all she sees is boys at home. Um, and, and, and I appreciate her coming to me and talking to me, having that dialogue, um, you know, but still just 
people with, um, you know, their views of things, you know, based on your skin color, it is, it still blows my mind to this would day. You, would you agree that it's never too late to learn and adjust your behavior? I, I absolutely agree. Um, well, I mean, I, I take, um, you know, my in-laws as an example, and I don't know how they truly feel deep down, but, um, I mean, my mother-in-law, she's like, uh, the, the first Christmas after, um, you know, my wife and I got married and, you know, Sophie was born shortly, you know, uh, you know, I, th I think it was all, we got married in February. Oh, never mind. Sophie was born. So the second Christmas, um, when Sophie, she's, uh, she's adorable, by the way, <laughs> Sophie is adorable. Um, she, she's a little ball of energy. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, the one, uh, the second Christmas with Sophie, um, you know, Sarah's family had us over for Christmas Eve because Sarah comes to our place for Christmas and Thanksgiving because, again, she got disowned. So we claimed her. She's ours. Um, <laughs> Y'all can't have her for Christmas. But um, <laughs> we do, a, you know, Christmas Eve with them. And she got me a, a, a Spider-Man like shadow box thing. And, I, you know, that meant something. That meant a lot to me, actually, um, because. It's like you, you, you know, found out, you know, something that I like and, and you went and got it. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, erases any, you know, racism that's, you know, been in her heart. But it to me, it's like it's a step in the right direction. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there, there's a tradition at their home where like all the girls um, take this picture um, in, in this little dress at a certain, I think, like age five. Um, and it, Sophie being mixed. You know, you look at the wall and it's, you know, all these little white girls, blonde hair, white girls. And then it's like Sophie's done hers already because she she's she was big. She's she's a tall kid. Um, I think she did hers when she was two. Um, she looked five. Um, so it, it is kind of neat to go there now. And her picture is actually front and center. Um, and I think that you know, sometimes the thought is, well, is it because they're trying to overcompensate? But then I realized um, Sarah, Sarah is one of three children. She's her mother's only child. So Sophie is her only grandchild, her blood related grandchild. So I think it does mean a whole lot to her. I think she does genuinely love Sophie. I think she does love our family. And, and I, I think it's never too late to unlearn bad habits and bad, you know, patterns of life. Yeah. So um, I, I think you just have to want to, and that that's the operative word is you have to want to get better. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think uh, somebody said it best on, uh, on Twitter, which was like, you know, I was from a black guy. He was like, we're not asking you to that you have to donate to any of these charities. We're not saying that you have to go out and protest. What we're saying, we're asking you, we're asking you to just listen, shut up and listen. Um, and I think a lot of people don't get that yet. And, um, and I've been seeing a lot of that's actually, that's one of the positive things I'm seeing on Twitter is that because of the protests, because of people speaking out on Twitter, a lot, I've seen a lot of people just being like, yeah, I just didn't stop and listen. And now that I know, like, I, I, I realize my mistakes and I'm going to correct them. It's like, okay, good. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, correcting your behavior 
um, we're all still going to make mistakes, you know, and that's the thing. It's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from your mistake and, you know, make right on your mistakes. You know, nobody's going to fault you for trying, um, you know, and mistakes can be forgiven. But, yeah, man, I just, it, it, it does make you tired mentally. Mm-hmm. And when I start to get tired mentally, I think, well, you know, that's one thing. But for somebody that lives it, they don't get to take that break from being mentally tired they're always dealing with it. So I've, I've, you know, made that decision like, Hey, you know, I acknowledge that I'm tired mentally, but I'm not going to stop, you know, trying to do what I can to just educate somebody and enlighten them and try to get, get them to understand, Hey, see it from a different perspective. You know, that that's at the heart of it. That's what we're trying to do. See it from a different perspective, have compassion, understand. It's, it's it heartbreaking always, what, yeah. what's going on out there. Um, and, you know, like I'm, I'm looking at, you know, and I've lost people. Uh, I've lost friends on Facebook and, you know, I wouldn't say I've lost any real friends or true friends. Uh, in the past few weeks, you know, hey, some of the things I post and we're going to bring about conversation. And it's not always a comfortable conversation to have, but that's good. If you're uncomfortable in having a conversation, 98% of the time, I would say that means that there's something in yourself that you should probably fix. You know, uh, I don't want to ever say 100% on anything, but for the most part, that's usually what that means. If you're uncomfortable having it, there's something about it that you need to fix and look at in yourself and reflect on why it needs to be fixed. You know, why is it making you uncomfortable? Fix that. Um, yeah, like I said, like yeah. I said at the top of this, I've been, you know, I've, I've heard a hundred times, like, it's not... It's not like I said, it's not on black people to tell white people what's racist. It's on white people to tell white people what's racist because and I think that's a very poignant way to say it just because the idea that um, if you are somebody who is white and you want to classify yourself as an ally in that regard, um, I think it's important to have those hard conversations. Like I know a lot. There, I know a lot of people. I'll, I'll say this much. I know a lot of people that have anxiety issues. I have anxiety issues myself. Getting into confrontation, get having those hard conversations is very tough. And um, uh, this other woman on Twitter, she said uh, something that I think is very important to keep in mind uh, for anybody who is um, trying to figure out what to do. For the people that want to help and trying to figure out what to do. Um, she said, resistance is not a one-way high, a highway. Uh, maybe your lane is protesting. Maybe your lane is organizing. Maybe your lane is counseling. Maybe your lane is art activism. Maybe your lane is surviving the day. Do not feel guilty for not occupying every lane. We need all of them. 
Um, so if, uh, if you ever feel like you're not doing enough, you're doing fine. Um, I don't know if you both agree with that sentiment, but, um, uh, I don't want anyone to think that what we're doing here uh, is is to to force you into doing anything you don't want to do. Maybe your lane is just listening. Maybe your lane is introspective. Um, it's uh, I'm trying to further what Josh was saying about like being better. Um. I mean, none of us if, are fucking perfect. We're all, you know, we're 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 not get we're not going to get it right a hundred percent. And I know that there's things I've done in the past, things that I've said in the past that were wrong. Um, oh yeah, same here. And mm -hmm. thankfully, I learned from that and yeah. corrected that behavior. And as to we it. said, as we've said, it can be learned at any age. And it's never it's never too late to learn, and it's never too late to uh, try. <clears throat> um, I think, but, I think at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, I think the thing that all three of us want, all these protesters want, um, is equality for everyone and to treat everyone with uh, love and respect. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know. I want to live in a day to where I can read a story from one of my friends of color. Um, and they said, I got pulled over by a cop today and I wasn't afraid. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that. You know, I, w I want to see a, a, a day in my life where you know, police apprehend someone and I don't want to see stories where, well, this man fit the description all just because he's black. He fits the description. I think your descriptions need to be more descriptive and stop looking at every black person as a suspect, just because you hear suspect is a black male and then they disregard everything else that follows. That's a problem. Racial profiling is a problem. There is systemic racism in the police departments. There, the militarization of police needs to stop. Uh, That's just, ultimately where the goal lies, because as as you said, that the racial profiling thing is 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 a problem uh, in general. Um, yeah, it's 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 worse for black people, but yeah, it's it's a problem of power. It's it's these police think that they have they're they're all acting like fucking judge dread <laughs> yep. and, and and it's not just the police but you know that's extended to shop owners like dante was talking about when he was a kid yeah. in flint and went into the shop you know he was like i don't know if that was him just trying to protect his store if it came from a you know question was it a racial issue most likely it was a combination of both but mm -hmm. You know, as an outsider looking in, I would I, I would have to think, okay, he's not trusting him for some reason. What is that reason? And it's it boils down to race. I see, oh, suspicious behavior, and that is ingrained, and that's been taught, and that can be unlearned. 
You know, judge people for their actions and their character, not on their outward appearances. No. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I'm okay. sorry. No, go ahead. I I was just gonna I was gonna keep bullshitting. Um, <laughs> well, one uh, thing I was one thing I kind of feel bad about at the moment, Dante, is that we're like, hey, we've never had you on the podcast. Do you want to come on and talk about serious issues instead of fun stuff? <laughs> that's all right. I I, I honestly, um, it, it's it's weird because um, whenever Nerdage, you know, they get into you know a serious topic and I'm not there, I get upset. I'm like, yo, I want to be there for this. Like please, yeah, yeah. Out. And then, then when I'm on, it's all dick and fart jokes. I'm like, God damn it! Is that all, is that all I am to you? Um, you'll, you'll you'll have to you'll have to tell Bobby and and Joe and Chris like I got to talk about something serious this week. Hell yeah! Bobby just texted me um, five minutes ago. Um, you know, just just you know the you know the reminder. It was a text that said, "Hey man, goes without saying, but I love you." And you know, we we express that to each other you know hell yeah very man. often uh you know we we grew up in the same neighborhood um in columbia maryland um you know we we've kept contact um on and off um you know especially you know after we both um lost you know two really good friends mm-hmm. um you know it, it was very important then from that point look we we gotta you know we're, we're all that's left you know yeah. of that that crew um but him, him talking about that story on the show before, I just, I just love the fact that, you know, you guys, even though you guys were kind of friends, how you became such good friends after the fact. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it I always, um, you know, kind of point out, you know, to Sarah, it's like it, it's weird because, you know, I, I think certain things in life happened, you know, for whatever reason they happen. Um, but you know. It pushes you in one direction or another, puts you on the path. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I miss my friends, you know, Charles and, and Mario, who both passed. You know, I miss them every day and I love them very much. Um, mm-hmm. But I also look at my life now, you know, with the people that I'm connected with. And I, I feel like there are times where if it weren't for their passing, I wouldn't know everyone that I know now. I wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't, you know, be engaged in this conversation with you all. Um, I, I yeah. probably wouldn't be doing jujitsu. Um, you know, stuff like that. And these are all important things to me now, you know, um, you know, being a part of nerd rage, um, you know, being a martial artist, these things are important, um, things. But, um, one thing that I I always think about when it, when it comes to race and and race relations, um, and, and I think I'm that, that, that odd one out sometimes, um, when something happens, I always try to look away from it being a race issue first. Uh, yeah. Because even though, like I always point out, like I let people know, like I am aware that racism exists. I know that, you know, people will judge others based on race. But my first thought is that that person is not judging me based on race. Um, in, in the jiu-jitsu community, yeah, we're all different. Um, but mm-hmm. when we're on that mat, we don't acknowledge that. We like we we train. You know, we, we try to kill each other. Then when we're done, you know, we're cool, and then we go on with our lives. Um, yeah. But like one of the things that I always say to me, I I just uh, met one of my neighbors um, last week or a couple weeks back. Um, he he actually has a friend that's a cop, um, and you know we we're talking. He and I, uh, the neighbor. 
Um, and he's like, hey, I have a podcast too. And he's telling me about it. And then, you know, I started talking about Nerd Rage and then, um, you know, another show that I've been helping on lately. And, you know, we started exchanging info and, and it, it was, it was, it was nice. Um, I, you know, there's another neighbor that, uh, you know, kind of makes me feel uneasy, but, you know, I talked to him a little bit and was like, okay, these guys are okay. But then in my head, cause I'm, you know, a little off sometimes my first thought was I should get these guys to come by sign the waiver so we can get on the mat together because for me <laughs> you know, for, for me like like getting the true bond is you know trying to break the other person's arm you yeah, know and yeah. to them unconscious like um oh sorry uh -oh. no no we're still here I was trying oh. to mute because I have to Sorry, I had to clear my throat, and I was trying to mute, and I hit the wrong button and made it full screen there. It's like, oops. Um, I thought we got the call dropped. I was like, oh. Whoa. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Did I do it again? Um, <laughs> no, no, that was me. So but, you, you were saying you, you want to, back of your mind, you want to get them to sign a waiver, get them on the mat. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, because you know, to me, how I bond with people is basically trying to, you know, like beat the shit out of each other. Um, again, maybe I'm just a little off. I, I don't know. But uh, and, and this dude is white. You no, know, I get that. I get that. My first thought wasn't like, oh, he's white. You know, it, my first thought was, oh, he's military or ex-military, and um, you know, he's got some grappling experience. I, I you know, I want to get out there with this dude. Um, and yeah, know, that because I, I think that's one way of finding out a lot about another person. Um, that's just from my mm -hmm. experience being on the mat is, you know, if, if they're in a bad spot, do they give up? Do they fight? Do they continue to try to get out of it? You know, stuff like that. Um, so and that's do they use approved tactics or are they trying to Correct. go outside of that and do something mm -hmm. that could be deemed malicious? It's a great way to read people. Um, oh. and, and actually, um, I, I, on my, um, on my Instagram, uh, BJJ Wiki, I've been, you know, I've been keeping it to jujitsu stuff, but in the stories, mm -hmm. I've been kind of posting, um, you know, messages and, and um, I, I put up a post that had Colin Kaepernick um, and, and it was basically saying uh, it, it was this, it was more so a, a comical post, um, but it had Colin Kaepernick in there and some guy messaged me um you know, all the stuff about Colin Kaepernick. He was like, the difference being is that Colin Kaepernick was a spoiled brat. You know, he, he disgraced his, his adoptive white parents and, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. So I replied back to him, you know, not in an attacking manner. I just said, okay, well, look, dude, I don't know Colin like that. We're not friends. I don't know his backstory. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you do either, but I was never aware of any of this other information that you're telling me, but that doesn't really, you know, uh, my point, I was like, look, just because he's never had to deal with the police, or, or have to deal with, you know, brutality doesn't mean he can't speak up about it. Like you're mm -hmm. making it seem like, oh, well, you know, what, what it sounds like that guy's doing to me um, is that, okay, well, here's the line. There's a line of people who haven't had to deal with police and we don't have to worry about it. So we shouldn't speak on it and, and we're safe. And the people who have to deal with it, go ahead and have your protests and your marching loops. And, and, you know, you guys are there and we're over here and Colin has never had to deal with that. So he gets to stay over here with us. He's one of our guys. That's what I see, you know, when I see a post like that, um, you know, it's people get in, in these weird lanes of um, um, entitlements. And it's like, look, man, like we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We, we all are victims, you know, of one thing or another. Um, I had, 
Mm-hmm. I, one of my teammates over here watching uh, UFC fights with me the, uh, before you know the world went to shit back in February. Um, there was an event on, and he he's white, and we're sitting here. I'm um, trying to think because I have a diverse group of friends, so I'm trying to think. I got like. You know, my one teammate, she's mixed. Her husband's black. You know, another friend, she's white. Another friend, she's white. And then he's white. And we're sitting here, and he's telling a story of something. And, you know, he's, like, talking, 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 and just slyly in there slips out the N-bomb and keeps going without missing the beats. Mm. And, and Yeah, I remember you were talking about that on uh, in RR, yeah. So, and, and the thing is with that, and, I like, that, it, it doesn't bother me. It, it doesn't. Um depending on how it's used. You yeah. know, if, if, if you're throwing it at me, like trying to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back physically. Um, you know, him, him telling a story, it's like it didn't bother me, but, you know, I'm sitting there things like, dude, I don't know if you should really be, you know, doing it. So I let it go. Then he did it again. And I was like, okay, son, relax. Um, and the thing is with that is he's one of these guys, I've heard him trying to instigate arguments with people politically because he, he – I imagine voted Trump based on some of his posts. Um, and it's like, oh, you're one of those guys that think, well, I, you know, why can I say it? Why can I say that word? Why? And it's like, well, the question is, why do you want to say that word? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's not a badge of honor. It's, it's not a, a, you're like, oh, I'm cool. Like I say it here and there, like, you know, like depending on, you know, if I, if I'm listening to a rap song, if I, if, or if I'm with my manager at work, you know, we're both black and, you know, I might be like joking, telling a story and, you know, I drop you know, the M-bomb, but I don't mm-hmm. like use it willy nilly, like just walking around, like, you know, if I, you know, see some kid, you know, walking out of a gas station, you know, I don't, you know, it, it's not, you know, a, a sentence enhancer for me. Like I say cunt a lot that, that, that's more. Me too. <laughs> that's a sentence and answer for sure for sure that that stops you from the tracks <laughs> i was i was telling greg before you hopped on i was like cunt just needs to be used more in everyday society the aussies and the brits have it right absolutely <laughs> yeah i was, I was mentioning that, like it's nothing i was mentioning that my mom uh like drilled into our heads as kids that uh, there were two words you were never allowed to say because of the most offensive words in the English language, and that's the N word and cunt. Um, yeah, so you when can I say cunt though. Well, right, well, <laughs> so growing up, if I ever heard the word, if I ever heard the word or had to say it for like context reasons, I always had this like really strong like sensation. Like my mom is right behind me, about to smack me in the back of the head. Um, <laughs> so I can't like to this day I can't hear the word or say it in context of like of of a story let's say um i swear to god i had a guy a while back just going well what's what's the n-word what n-word i'm just like please don't please don't um but um uh, you think it's noodles like (laughs) (laughs) narcolepsy uh, yeah yeah, so for me, for me, it's like, do you like you said, do you even want to say it? And I was like, fuck no, not but just because it's bad, but because my mom's gonna smack me in the back of the head. <laughs> like there are consequences. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just like you you get like I, I grew up with a kid, you know, a Polish kid. He used to always say, it, and again, didn't think anything of it. I, I just didn't care because he, again, he wasn't saying it in an offensive matter. It's like we're sitting there. You know, talking about something, you know, boom, drop it in. You know, we, we carried on our conversation. Um, I remember we we're at the gas station one day, though. Um, 
and he his older brother uh were talking and his older brother was like really relaxed and felt comfortable he said it and um some other uh students from our school who were black heard him say and, and the one dude walked it was like hey these ain't those times no more you don't say that ever again and i've never heard them say it again since then um and it was just and, and even to me it kind of clicked it was like you know what I, I should probably do a better job at policing that too but again it's not my job to police somebody right. on how to talk and 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 what's proper you know etiquette you know don't get me wrong if i see you know some messed up grammar on facebook i'm in i'm gonna let you know but yeah but um you know it, it look we all know you shouldn't be saying it so don't say it um uh it, it's just one of those things where you still have people that you know are too comfortable with it like what what two weeks ago yeah about yeah about two weeks ago um i was driving home from work and i had the window down and there's some uh two guys on dirt bikes uh they're on a dirt bike and they're they're popping willies and they're revving the engines and it's loud loud like obnoxiously loud um and and as they pass through the light you know and they're, they're following all the traffic rules as far as like waiting at the light and going with the light and some lady screams out the window the n-word with the hard r and oh, no and i was just like in my head i was like yo what what Okay, what do you expect to accomplish with that? I saw the dude stop the bike and he turned around. I don't know if he heard her and he was looking for her. And, you know, part of me, like, I, I told the story and someone was like, you know, I, I, you know, I wish you would have found her and slapped her. And, and part of me was like, maybe, but then the problem is we're going to have a bigger problem from there. It, it's going to become a, a, a real race issue here in, in Anne Arundel County, you know, in the Glen Burnie, Millersville, Pasadena area. Um, you know, it's just not necessary. It wasn't necessary. And when people do stuff like that, it's like, again, what do you hope to accomplish? Like, are, are you just doing it for shock value? Do you know, you know, do you, you know, then I also think like, do you have black friends that you hang out with, that you work with, that you get friends with, that you, you know, have lunch with, you know, there, there's just all these things that play into my mind when I hear something like that. It's like, dude, don't, you know, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, it's funny the other day, uh, Grant Napier, um, sports announcer. Um, I believe he played basketball, but um, he uh, he oh, decided the announcer to, for the Kings. Yes, uh, <clears throat> he decided to tweet out "All Lives Matter" the other day. It was like a sentence, and then "All Lives Matter," and uh, a bunch of people called him out on it. They were just like, "No, that's not like what the fuck are you doing?" Um, to which he came back with like. I have plenty of black friends and yada yada, and I just know the plight. And we're just like, oh, there it is, <laughs> there <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> yeah, he he resigned this morning. So, oh really? Jesus, yep. I wasn't expecting that. Um, that's the thing though, too. Then you know, you run into that that level of you know, I have that black friends. Um, there's a lady that I follow on Instagram. Um. She she's a white lady who adopted three uh, little black girls, and she's really like it's almost to a point though with you know some of her posts it's almost like you're trying too hard not to look racist. Yeah, um, yeah. You know she she's super you know basically pointing out like you know she had a few posts that said um you know sometimes there's um racism that you don't know that you're doing 
Um, and it's not yeah. intentional. It's just stuff that you have to be aware of. And I, I kind of thought about it. I was like, I don't know if that's really a, a thing um, completely. I, I do know there's something, because I say, I say really messed up things, you know, that I don't think of as racist, but they are racist. Like, I, I, you know, I made a comment about, you know, prostate exams. And I was like, look, man, look, I stick with keeping Asian doctors because they got little bitty hands. So if you got to go up there, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even want to know it. And in granted, uh, yeah. You know, it's like that comes from, you know, a place of, of humor and, and, you know, silliness, but it is still kind of fucking racist. But, you know, I'm still not, you know, I'm still going to keep the Asian doctor because I don't want nothing up there anyway. So, but that, well, that's also that I think that also touches on another thing of like the uh, levels of racism because that in itself is racist, but it's not hate racist. You know, it's, it's exactly. I, I like to call I like to call it um, soft racism. Where it's like the joke I made the other day with my dad in the car was um, there was a guy in front of me that was driving at like 15 under the speed limit. It was driving me nuts. And uh, I said, uh, I said, this old dude needs to move. And my dad's like, what makes you think he's old? And um, I was like, because he's driving slow and watch. We'll drive past him. He'll be old. And we drive past. Of course, he's like 60 something years old. And I said, see, dad, I'm not racist or sexist because I could have said she was Asian or I could have said it was an Asian or a female. Instead, I'm ageist. <laughs> um, but uh, as much of that is, is, is a joke, I think that also goes in line with, you know, how people actually represent themselves. Um, this story is kind of funny, so I'll just tell it. But um, uh, a while back, uh, there was a Fourth of July party that we were having at my sister's house. And um, her um, her mother-in-law is a little, I don't want to say from the old country because she's not from America. Um, she's, uh, I don't care. She's from <laughs> Haiti, but she says she's from France because when she came here to America to immigrate, she was ridiculed and made fun of and all, cards, all sorts of stuff from being from Haiti. So she stopped saying she was from Haiti. Um but she and herself has, she says some racist stuff that she doesn't realize is racist. So she was late to the 4th of July party and she was sitting there saying that she was late because there was um, a bad driver in front of her. To which then we said, um, or somebody, somebody asked her like, who was it? And she was like, oh, it was an Asian driver. To which we then said, how do you know that she was Asian? And uh, she was like, I just know, I just know because she, she drives poorly. And my mom was getting furious, like legit, very angry and started defense or sort of like, like, you don't know anything like this is bullshit. Like just getting again, very angry. And uh, the one point that made me laugh just because of the absurdity was uh, uh, she goes, you know how I know she was Asian and what like, you know how I know that Asians are bad drivers. Because the, all their eyes are like this, and then does the classic like, oh yeah, god, yeah. and I couldn't help but have like that awkward chuckle because it's so fucking racist. Yeah. Um, and my mom was like, she was livid. She just left. She just walked outside and had a cigarette. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> um, but uh. Moments like that, I tell that story and people are just like, why did you laugh? And I said, maybe it was an awkward laugh. Maybe it was me just being like, ooh. Um, 
yeah. I think it's the scenario and the and the situation at hand. Like, I know it's wrong. I know it's racist. But sometimes when older people don't know they're being racist and say something that's so absurd, you kind of have that moment of like, I, it's hard to explain. I don't know if I'm making any sense here. Like, no, like you, it's something that's so absurd that you can't believe they actually don't realize. And it's just, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You know, my mother, God, I don't know when she became as angry at things that she is. But, you know, I've called her on some bullshit in, in my day. And, like, we were, my brother was getting married for the first time, and he was in Richmond. Uh, that's where he lived, and we were up there. And <clears throat> she was just making this offhanded comment about, sure, are a lot of dark people up here. And I was like, look, you got to stop that bullshit. There are people here. And you say something like that out loud, the wrong person hears it, and they're going to pop you in the mouth, and I'm going to laugh. I was like, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, there you, you can make observations. You don't have to say certain words. Uh, just, yeah, like I, uh, there was a while back I made a joke, and I couldn't, like, I, it was clearly a joke. It wasn't meant as any kind of negativity. And I, and I never understood if it was racist, what I said. So I'll just tell you guys what it is and you let me know. Um, so there's a, there's a small, uh, uh, I live in California where the, the, there's the, um, the Valley of California, like I live in the Valley. And, um, but on the, on the, uh, around the Valley are the foothills and, and mountainy areas. No, you're talking um, about Napa Valley. Mm, maybe. I don't know. It's. The topography of California is strange. Uh, there's a reason Hollywood exists the way that it does because you can find any climate uh, with a very short drive. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a place called Placerville that's in that's in a mountainy type of area, like it's very hilly and yada yada yada. But when you go to Placerville, it's a hell of a lot of white people. And um, so when I was there one time, we we went into the middle of of Placerville. And I saw this uh, black family uh, parking into Pizza Hut. And I, the joke I made was like, holy shit, a black family in Plasterville. It's like seeing a unicorn. And I don't know if that's racist or if it's just a joke. Because <laughs> I don't not mean a good it with joke. I, I don't know. I, I, I say, see, that's, that's weird because it's like I've said. I've like I've said some wild stuff. Like Bobby and I were out at uh, Annapolis Comic Con years ago. And I, I don't think at that time I'd ever been to Annapolis other than to Comic-Con. I, you know, just dart straight in. But we got lost. And I remember we're like circling around, circling around. And there's a, I saw um, a black family. And what did I say? I said something to that effect. Like, um, holy shit, I didn't know they had black people here in Annapolis. Like something <laughs> like that. And, and I was like, I thought I was like, oh, that's now that I've been out here longer and I've been to Annapolis. I, I still kind of feel that way when I'm out on Main Street and I see, you know, someone. But, you know, it, it's like 
I don't truly mean it that way, you know, in a hurtful way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly how I yeah. feel with the Placerville joke was like, I know there are plenty of black families in Placerville, but it you 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 there's a um a brew fest that happens in the in like the main street of Placerville every year on in summertime. And uh I'm sorry, it I've I, I don't remember ever seeing somebody of color there. I could be wrong and I'm just maybe not paying attention. But uh, well, you're also inebriated by the end of the day, so it's hard to have that oh, kind of recollection. By the, the, by the end of the day, I'm inebriated All in right. the first hour. <laughs> now that I think about it, they have a, a little thing out here called Wine in the Woods. Um, I, I've never been to it. I've, I've been here since 92. I've never been been to wine in the woods um all my friends have gone you know of all races and and whatnot and i remember always like growing up thinking like i you know i'm black i'm not going to wine in the woods it, i mean that does sound like some white people <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah exactly like that sounds white as shit you know, walk in the woods and hear a, hear a banjo leaving bye <laughs> oh no dude if you walk in the woods here and don't hear a banjo that's when you worry well that when i went to the renaissance festival which i think is a fun time but uh one of my friends made a comment like "Uh, i don't think we should really be going to renaissance festival i was like what do you mean it's like well i mean that's not really a black person type thing i was like i guess i mean look man i'm just there to you know get me a you know a deep fried fucking oreo and you know, turkey, turkey leg. Leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm there for. I, I, I don't care about what else is going and, on. And hey, tavern winches look good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, what do we have here? Um, and, but, and, and that's that's something uh, I think is also don't be afraid to enjoy something that is not the cultural norm. Yeah, exactly. I mean. I, I get, you know, I, I I used to get that. I don't get it so much now. I think just because, again, my surrounding, you know, friends are, are dive, you know, super diverse. But, you know, yeah. well, my family, um, you know, my family is very, very, very mixed up now. But um, my grandmother remarried. Um, she's black and she remarried a white man. And I remember my uncles, my mom, they were not okay with it um, for a very long time. Um, actually... It, it, it got to a point where, you know, they realized, like, look, my grandmother's happy, you know, and this man is, you know, taking care of her, you know, back the fuck up, you know, chill out. Um, now, if you, you know, like I was, you know, talking to, you know, Josh, um, you know, through Messenger, you, you know, you go to my house on Thanksgiving, it is, you don't know who's related to who. Um, and, and that's the kind of world I, I love to see. It's just like, just people mm-hmm. just mix, intermingled, because... Yeah. It, at the end of the day, it's, it shouldn't be about like, you know, this is a black thing. This is a white thing. This is an Asian thing. This is a Hispanic thing. You know, it should be that this is a people thing. I'm team people. Like that, that's all yes. I'm about. Yeah. Um, I want everyone to be, you know, you know, not on the whole, you know, Rodney King, you know, can't we all just get along type stuff. But, you know, I, I do just have this, you know, spot in my heart where I'm like, look, man, as long as you're happy and, and not hurting no one, you know, keep doing what you do. Um, you know, my, my daughter's mixed she hangs out with, you know, two little black girls and two little white girls. And to her, it doesn't seem, you know, odd that that's, you know, and that's what I want her to understand is it's not, odd. you know, in her home, she sees her white mom, her black dad, that seems mm-hmm. normal. 
And it, 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 you know, it's almost a thing where it's like, I want to get her exposed to other people because I want her to know it's like, hey, not every household has a, a black dad and a white mom. You know, they, sometimes there is a household where there's, you know, two white parents, two black parents, two Asian parents, you know. Like, and then two same-sex parents. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I mean, she goes to my mm-hmm. friend Winter's house. You know, Winter is married to, you know, another woman. And Winter's black and Lex is white. You know, so it's like, you know, you, you got the double whammy. Yeah, uh, my friend Manuel and Liddell, they're gay and, and, and one's white and one's black. So, you know, she sees all this diversity. And to her, it's just everyday people. And, and I, I really hope that, you know, I was talking to um, another jujitsu friend on Instagram last night. You know, she's really broken up about all this stuff. Like, and, and, you know, she, she has such a big heart. And, you know, we're kind of in a similar spot, you know, we're both just kind of torn up talking back and forth. And, you know, it's one of those things where you look at this and it's like, as a people, you know, you know, we're talking about like the next generations, like it's a start with our generation to an extent, but the next generation is where it's really got to take hold. Mm -hmm. Um, That, that diversity is the key to survival um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's the world. Uh, on an old episode of Nerd Rage, Joe and I were talking about racism and if we thought it was going to go away in the next 50 years. And Joe said yes. And I said no. Um, because I think, you know, in the next, it, it's just going to always be around, unfortunately, because, you know, there, there are going to be people that, you know, because I, I feel like it's important to keep stuff like this in the history books. I feel like it's important yes. that we we don't forget where we've come from. But also the problem with that to a small degree is you're going to get someone that's going to read that and then understand, oh, that's a button to push. Well, let me bring it back. You know, let me yeah. go ahead and bring back, uh, the, you know, the Nazi party. Let me go ahead and bring back, you know, um, you know, all, all the hatred and, you know, and, 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 you know, trigger someone. Let's let's get on, you know, PlayStation and, you know, talk on the mics and call someone the N word. And then watch the reaction. You know, you got little mm-hmm. kids on there just dropping in bombs. They don't even know who they're playing against. They they yep. just did because they they know it's going to hurt somebody. And you know, we're better than we were fifty years ago for sure. But we're we've still got a long way to go oh, yeah. as a yeah. world. Um, Absolutely, it, it, I, that. That was a conversation I had a long time ago about with my dad about uh, racism. I said, you know, like he was, I asked him, I was like, do you think racism will ever end? And he goes, I hope so. And I was like, I was like, I truly believe that it'll never end. And he goes, why? And I said, let's say, for example, that all of a sudden we're all one color. He goes, okay. And I said, let's just say we're all gray, right? Um, if a- another race, an alien race comes to earth and they don't look like us. Do you honestly believe that there will be a group of humans that'll treat them as as equal as we treat each other? And he goes, "No." And I was like, "Right. So racism will never truly end. Uh, humans are just that way." Um, and uh, he made a point. He's like, "Isn't that speciesism?" And I was like, "Yeah, tomato, tomato. I don't whatever." Um, discrimination. Yeah, it's discrimination, and and. Uh, um, the I, I hope to see one day in my lifetime a better timeline for all races. I do, I truly do, but I'm sorry, it's just not it's not going to truly happen because you're gonna still have giant groups of people 
that isolate themselves with their race only and look at other races as either a inferior or, or uh, different enough to where they don't want them a part of their race, you know? Um, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. It just is. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm happy to see what I'm seeing right now with, with, I mean, so many people speaking out and standing up. Um, I think it's great that the number of people in front of the white house right now is larger than the orange menaces, uh, inauguration numbers. <laughs> um, literally someone, someone did a head count and like a large picture. They were just like, no, that's more people for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, at the end of the day, it's 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 not going to change some random Appalachian dude's you know picture of the whole situation. We say Appalachian here. <laughs> yeah, in California, we pronounce things correctly. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that's always been a, a thing here because you know where I live, there is actually a town, uh, and this is again where my friend Travis that I spoke of earlier is the his hometown. It's called Appalachia, uh, and that's how everyone here in this region says it. You know, it's the, and everyone outside of the region is, you know, the Appalachian region. And it's like, well, we know not to trust them. They don't know how to speak it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, you know, maybe we're just dumb fucks and we've been saying it wrong our entire lives. You ever think about that? But yeah. <laughs> I get confused with, um, because I lived in Newark, Delaware, and then there's Newark, New Jersey. In New Jersey, yeah. I said I was talking about growing up in Newark for a couple of years, and someone's like, "You mean Newark?" I was like, "No, Newark." And then um, I actually just heard someone on the radio, a lady uh, talking about something. She's like, oh, "Yeah, I'm from Newark, Delaware," and I was like, "Oh, see, I wasn't making shit up. Like I was right." Um, yeah, uh, regions are just weird like that, but hey. I've always said Appalachian, so I don't know. I don't know nothing. Yeah. I, I say things fucked but, up anyway, usually on purpose, like Louisville. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's Louisville? Yeah. Uh, like, I think, uh, I think they, they get they get defensive about that too. It's like it's not Louisville, it's Louisville. I know how to you got to say it, Louisville. <laughs> I remember watching a streamer that was from uh, Newfoundland, and. Um, she's like she's like i get really irritated when people pronounce it newfoundland or newfoundland and she's like it's newfoundland and i remember commenting i was just like newfoundland newfoundland it's canada nobody cares <laughs> i mean it, it's it like i always have fun with whenever i hear anyone from canada speaking i was listening to someone recently and you could hear them they're saying it was house but you know, like it's from the like old house. Yeah, but I could hear that they're covering it up, and I was like, "Oh, oh, they're trying to cover that up." I hear it, but I'm also, you know, like I had a friend. She was talking about her kid going outside. I was like, "Wow, that's so." Like I didn't think that was a thing. Um. um so, yeah, they was, don't uh, really say a boot. It's 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 more like a boat. Yeah, it's it's not as it's not as pronounced as like our our media makes a sound, but my, my favorite story in regards to an, a thick accent was uh, my little brother. When he was truck driving, he went to Fargo, North Dakota and um, they all have a very, oh. 
<laughs> they, yeah, they have a very specific accent. And he went into like some bar or something to get something to eat, and they were just like, "You're from California, ain't you?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, how'd you know?" And they were like, "Well, first off, you say hella a lot. Secondly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> secondly, your accent." Twitch, my brother was just like, he's that kind of guy. He's like, I don't have an accent. Like, no, you have a Californian accent. Trust me, you do. Talk to somebody we outside the state. Have, <laughs> yeah, we all have it. I mean, I know I have a southern, that relaxed southern drawl. Mine is nowhere near as pronounced, though, as most people around here. Oh, my Man, God. That, Misty talking, dude, she can sound hick as fuck. <laughs> there, was that, there was that show my folks were watching about, like, um, uh, alligator farmers or hunters or whatever and like for the most part you could understand just about everybody but there was that one guy that had to have subtitles <laughs> <laughs> always one yeah <laughs> um, oh man well i i, I know dante i know you gotta be uh well you got practice at one i think you said i have uh i have therapy because uh, you know, oh. gotta, i'm not crazy um, yeah, and then yeah, right after so that, I have, I have practice, and then I got tapped to coach the kids' outdoor class. It's like, come on, dude! Like, this is my day off. Can can, can I? Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, it, it's been great just having this discussion. Um, you know, I've been talking to again a couple people on Instagram, just kind of you know in the in the uh, you know uh, the DMs. And then typing it out, and, and, and it's uh, it's sometimes harder to convey it when you're typing, especially when you got a lot mm -hmm. of typos, um, and all yeah. But um, it, it's been good to you know kind of voice this out, um, and and have an open discussion about it. I, I honestly, I told my wife because hopefully I can get my shit together and get my show up. I, I just don't know when it's going to happen. I do want to actually have that, that new neighbor over here. Cause I feel like, you know, we have some similarities, but I feel like we also have a lot of differences. I want to sit down with him. I want to sit down. I, I like sitting down with people who with different opinions often because that's how I feel like I'm going to learn. But the thing is sometimes I don't feel like they're going to learn from me. I don't feel like they want to learn. Um, I know that I want to, I, I want to hear, you know, like I would love to sit down with somebody who 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 says all lives matter, but it has to be a civil discussion where you're willing to hear my side of it. You're willing to hear our side of it versus saying, well, no. Um, so, you know, it, it's been great, you know, having this discussion, you know, on, on the one side of it. Um, I'm going to, you know, see if I can instigate something and, and get to a discussion with somebody and, you know, hopefully from a distance because, I don't want it to get physical. Um, <laughs> they, they say the wrong thing. I, I will not hesitate to to open hand slap them. Um, but and, and don't get me wrong, I'm a sweetheart. I'm a, I'm a real sweetheart. Um, but I, I'm also very like my anxiety gets weird, and it's like I either shut down or I get riled up. I I, I don't make the rules. It just happens one way or the other. And if you say the mm -hmm. wrong thing, it's like okay, you're fucked. Or it's like, okay, okay, cool. I hear you. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. You're fucking dumb, but I hear you. Um, so thank you again for having me on. Um, you know, th this this was, uh, again, very important. Um, I'd love to have you back on for a less uh, serious discussion. Maybe we can bullshit about, like, Spider-Man or something, because hey, <laughs> you're, you're a great conversationalist, just FYI. Thank, thank you. Uh, I, I uh, usually run on. At times, I feel, but thank you. Oh man, what's funny is I have just ironically, due to the name, 
all queued up. I have your podcast queued up. I just haven't gotten like in, like a, a, a time at work where I can just walk around and freely listen to podcasts without being interrupted. It's like okay, every time I turn hey, something, dude, on, there's there's so many out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt my feelings if you can't get to episodes. I, 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 I pick and choose. Um, like I have, like you know, because I primarily do Joe Rogan, um, and Nerd Rage, and then yeah. and even with Nerd Rage, I, I'm I'm like fucking three episodes behind on them. But I am like, too. <laughs> um, you know, and, and now with my friends doing um, why so nerdy? You know, I I, I try to keep up with them. So it's like, dude, I need to get a job where I can just I need to drive a truck across you know just cross country i need to be a truck driver so i can just listen to podcasts all day um but i do have you guys queued up because it's like look man like I, you know i see you come across my instagram it's like oh oh yeah let me let me go ahead and drop them in the queue um you know i would love to you know sit and 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 you know chat less serious matters um down the line um well, so yeah. whatever works for y'all you let me know i like i said when josh reached out it wasn't a matter of yes or no it was a matter of how can I free my schedule from you? So I'm I'm here. Heck yeah, um, man! Uh, yeah. The first time Dante actually and I ever ever got to sit down and have a conversation, we actually re- recorded a <laughs> podcast ripping on Dark Phoenix with Marilyn Phil. <laughs> Still haven't seen that movie. Still don't. haven't seen. Uh, don't. It's trash. <laughs> well, to it's be fair, trash. here's the thing. To be fair. I haven't really watched an X-Men movie uh, since maybe the third one, legitimately. Like, I've seen parts of... Um, oh, okay. The one with... Well, uh, oh, my God. The, the one uh, where they kind of travel through time a little bit. Uh, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, yeah. I've seen a little bit of that one. Um, I Actually, no, I take that back. The last one that I saw in theaters was uh, First Class. Okay. And then after, and then I just really haven't sat down and watched any of them since then, um, and I just haven't had the desire because, well, you know, well, mm-hmm. it's also funny because I haven't seen the the latest Fantastic Four movie. Oh, um, don't, don't, don't! I don't plan on. Uh, I, don't I think on. I accidentally watched it. And it was like I didn't realize what I was watching because it's so fucking far removed. That I didn't know it was Fantastic Four until about a th- maybe a third, close to halfway through. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And and I I watched it and I was like, "Dude, if they didn't call this Fantastic Four, I probably would dig it." Like they called this movie, you know, Four Friends with Powers. I was like, "Dude, this was pretty solid. Not great, but you know, <laughs> Fantastic Four is fucking dog shit." I mean, that's that's the problem with a lot of comic book movies, though. It's like they they take the name just to use the name, and then they get somebody to write their own script. It's like, okay, this is Fantastic Four. Nah, it's not, though. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why Marvel's kind of killing it right now is because they're getting people that care about the franchise a lot. Yeah, for um, sure. But also, like, the, the director of that Fantastic Four movie, somebody said on Twitter, it was, like, he hates that movie, just FYI. He just, he hates it. He's like, that was a piece of shit movie I made. Um, but uh, somebody on Twitter right after the Snyder cut got announced, he was like, <laughs> they were like, oh, we want the Trent cut or Trent, whatever the hell his name yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, we want that cut of Fantastic Four. And he was just like, that's never happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably probably oh, for the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I'm in for, you know, general comic book and, and movie, you know, nerd talk because I, I can do that 
for fucking days because that's what Hell I love. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as one of the skull fests, I think that sat. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that that last that skull fest where we talked about Dark Phoenix, I think I got drunk and I just sat at a microphone the entire night and I was in on everyone's podcast. Uh, unbeknownst, yeah, they just <laughs> a fucking just walking, with, walking with a drink and a microphone. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I, that was a great weekend, man. That was my first one. It was a great weekend. Dude, oh. like, I, I'm sad that we couldn't do it this year. I still kept my time mm-hmm. off for work. I, I just I did my own little mock skull fest here. I got drunk in the basement and, and fucking played Madden. I was like, yeah, yeah, die. Oh shit, I'm alone. Uh, okay. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, the world clears up and we can do that again because it was a great time. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that, that's really got me a little stressed about um, the, the the protests. Is I, I told my dad like early May, I was like, we're gonna have another huge like everything's kind of going down, but we're gonna have a huge spike in June. He was like, how mm-hmm. do you know? Just just how viruses work. Like twenty way too relaxed. Twenty one thousand new cases reported yesterday. Yeah, it, it like I, I was like I was like I was seeing people post. I don't heard anything about any new coronavirus cases. Hmm, what do you think about that? I was like, I think the news isn't reporting it because of all the other chaos. Yeah. Going. <laughs> there's more important stuff to deal with. And that's what I said yesterday. I was like, I I wasn't expecting protests to be the cause for the second spike, but here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's gonna be a little bit rough in June. I promise. Like everyone's like, what what now? What do we expect in June? Twenty twenty has been an awful year, and I'm like, the second spike is going to be off. Just FYI, the, the, the uh, old faithful, you know, is is a super volcano, and there's some issues going on out there. So, hey, I think Man, the uh, doomsday doomsday people got the year wrong. I'm just saying. Who? Oh boy! But, All right, guys, probably All right. before before we get out of here, uh, Dante, thank you so much again. Where can our listeners find you and follow you at if you would like to put that information out there? Um, my main, uh, source is bjj.wiki on Instagram. Um, I've got a couple others going, but, uh, that's the main one, um, that you're going to find me at and most of my fuckery, um, you know, in, in the stories and, uh, and on Facebook, Dante, I don't know my Facebook is (laughs) now that I think about it. Um, (laughs) I think, I I don't know. It's not my real name. Yeah. That's why I don't remember. But Jake Dante, if you, if you want to see some, you know, goofy memes um, about horrible things, uh, I'm I'm trying to keep it a little light during the current times, but it's about to spike back up because I'm tired of being sad. So um, Jake Dante on Facebook, uh, BJJ.Wiki on Instagram. Um, that's where y'all can find me. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, now, for anyone who's not listened before, the links where you can follow the show are down below. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Discord server, buy you some merch, all down there. As for me, my regular name on Facebook, uh, it's a public profile. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and you can catch me on other shows aside from this one on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night on Figabangin' around 9.30 p.m. Eastern and every Friday night on MPSP Theater. Uh, that's me, Greg. What about you? Um, you can uh, you can find me on uh, every everywhere as Chubb Rock Geek. Um, but I did want to say that uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm I'm retweeting and liking a lot of stuff that I think is important to see right now. A lot of stuff that maybe if you don't know where to go, what to do exactly in terms to help, 
Um, I'm, I'm posting a lot of that on Twitter. Um, I want people to know what they can do to help. I saw something great the other day that this woman um, has created a YouTube channel with an about an hour long video that is just filled with ad breaks. The reason that she's doing that is that all revenue that comes from that video is going towards um, a, um, I don't remember which, which charity organization, but it's in regards to um, anybody who's looking for uh, bail money or something like that. Um, oh, uh, protesters that are getting arrested and things like that. Yeah. Or- and other people have followed suit. You can find those fairly simple just by Googling it. Just Google like uh, YouTube videos. I don't, I don't know how you'd Google it, but I, it's not that hard to find. But I think that's great. If you're broke and you want to help, but you also don't want to protest because of coronavirus or something to that effect, that's a great way to do it. Like literally just put it on your laptop or, or computer put it on mute and walk away if you want but they are they are it's it's a whole video of some great great art so definitely check it out but um i'm gonna send josh a few of those links that maybe he can put it in the stuff below maybe yeah i'll put it in the description links of where you can go steps you can take take how you can help and just once again just listen listen to people that are talking about it and try to understand yeah, just just uh, that's just step one. But yeah, that's uh, that's the only reason I'd want to promote my Twitter right now is because I'm I'm just retweeting a lot of that. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, I think that's it. Josh, did you want to you throw out your uh, your own personal? Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah, yeah, I threw everything out. Um, yeah, Dante, once again, thank you so much. Uh, absolutely, really appreciate oh, this. Need to get you back on here without like just talking about some fun shit too. Because you, men- you mentioned that you're a fan of Spider-Man, and now we have to talk because that's my favorite superhero. So, hey, I, I, I grew up in the '90s. Spider-Man and X-Men were my thing. Um, I'm, I'm ready for that conversation. I, I embrace that conversation. Um, also, again, once I get my shit together and get my show up, I, you know, I love to have you guys on as well because you guys are, you know, podcasters and yourself. So I, I, I think that's important. You know. You know, on my end, it's just like talk with people who's been to that dance. So, you know, I'd love to have you guys on as well. So let's all get together and, you know, talk nerdy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Outstanding. Yeah. I, I hope that they come soon enough, man. That's that's great. Um, and yeah, for anybody, anybody that's still confused, uh, 2020 has been one of the roughest years of a lot of our lives. Um, and uh, at this moment, I don't know when Josh and I will go back to reviewing shows. Um, like Josh said, we want to do dark season three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The end of this month. one hundred. Uh, we definitely do that. I know we're definitely going to want to talk about umbrella Academy season two. So we might do one then uh, it might just also be a, another type like this where we just kind of shoot the shit and maybe talk about it. I don't know. We'll see. But guys, if you're still listening, we love you. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, guys, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, do some research, listen, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you.